Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, so real quick, I want to say, and this is probably the hardest place to set boundaries, but I set boundaries with my kids. Of course. So my son's like, Dad, I want to make six figures. I'm like, cool. I'm not going to give you six figures, and I'm in a position to do that. But what I continue to think about is if I give my son money, if I die, what's going to happen to him? Like he's not going to be able to, you know, he's not going to be able to take care of himself. So my thing is, you tell me what you want, and I can show you how to make it. So my son, you know, he told me what he wanted to make. He's about to get married in a year. So I trained my son in the disc assessment, like thoroughly trained. I don't know. That's my son's stuff. Like thoroughly trained my son. My daughter is a beast at it. So what I tell my son is, this is what I'll do for you. I don't have time to certify everybody. But as people come in, you certify them. You certify everybody online. I give you 50%. I keep 50%. You take 50%, right? But I'm going to watch you, and you better be sweet with it, right? So I, he got access to my man Mustafa, Moose, getting him tight work. He got access to Anthony Flynn. Anthony working with him. He got access to CJ. I mean that. He has access. I don't owe him to let CJ talk to him. Like, I don't owe him that. Like, CJ charge people. So just because he's your uncle, that don't, he don't, you don't get to go to him for free. But I've given him access to the people who've helped me blow up. And then it's like, yo, how much you trying to make? Dad, I'm trying to make an extra 5000 this month. Well, that sounds like 10 certifications. So you're going to have to get on the phone, right? So I got some D1 schools that are like, yo, we want you to come train us. Bro, I don't got time. I, the kind of money they pay and trying to be funny. You, you ain't got $50,000 an hour for me. I told my son, the university called me, D1 program. They want it. We'll go in together the first time because they want to see me. Then after that, you go in and you work with them on a regular basis, right? And if you can put me on the screen because I'm available in my hotel room, I'll get on the screen while you're local. But you learn to dislike like the back of your hand. My daughter, you learn to like the back and we'll start a family company. Does that make sense? So can I give him 50 grand? I'll be spoiling him and killing him. But I'm giving him a skill set because at the end of the day, it's just not about the, the meat you eat when you hunt. It's about the confidence you get when you can go hunt. When you can actually go out as a lion or a lioness and catch that, there's a pride in not just making money. There's a pride in the process of the money. All right. So do me a favor. Nobody in your nobody that you close to, you should just be cashing them out. Didi, the only person I'm just cashing out. All right. <laughs> And for real, she deserved it. She was with me when I was 16, homeless, whatever. So she's the only person I'm cashing out. I love my daughter to life, but I tell my daughter, how much you want to make? All right, good. This is how many clients you will have to get. And guess what? I'll bring the clients in and you're going to have to take care of them. Does that make sense? And that's hard because my father wasn't in my life. And because my mother, I felt, you know, let me stay in those abandoned buildings. I had to be careful because it was a it was easy for me to overcompensate because my father wasn't in my life and do more and even feel guilty because my son, he ain't stupid. He'll be trying to make me feel guilty like, Dad, you spoke. I'm like, bro, sit down somewhere. You can earn as much as you want, but you're not in high school no more. I'm not giving you anything. Does that make sense? And that's a hard boundary because it's family.
Yeah, no, that's good. I want to transition. Uh, one of the things that I learned from E, and as we're talking about the 1%, right? We're talking about getting to that 1% lifestyle mindset financially and your health, whatever it is. One of the things, E, that I say from even early on, and I love it. I think I can't remember what I, I tweeted. I don't ever tweet, but every once in a while I have a deep thought run through my head, and I'll tweet something from E's account. But I said, everybody's focused on the success, but not the sacrifice, right? And so the sacrifice you know, really was the routine for us early on. And so, like, I know what this looks like now, and you guys see E and the NBA stuff and the NFL and all the, you know, fancy, sexy stuff, but a lot of people don't see the routine and the sacrifice that it took to, took to get here. Yeah. So one of the things, and I think, again, success leaves clues, you told me one of the first things was multiple streams of income and that the 1% wake up at a certain time and they have a certain routine. And you got a chance to sit with Warren Buffett, who is, I don't even know what percent that is. That's not even a percent. That's the 0%. Y'all look for the 0% conference 2030. All right? That's just when you just balling so hard, you're not even in a percentage. Um, but you were able to sit down and actually glean from Warren Buffett and those types, and it kind of validated some of the stuff that we were already doing. So talk about routine and not just waking up like an accident. Like, I think a lot of people, you have an idea, you have a vision, you have a dream, but then there's no clear-cut path to executing it based on, you know, kind of your routine. And for us, you guys, you got to think about it. We would come to the office early every single day, an hour before work start, because we knew we could use that full hour for the dream. Then work would start. We would do our work from 8 to 11, then 11. It was back to working on the dream. And so we had a routine. And at the time, I didn't even realize it, but it still creates a routine within me to this day. Like, my wife's in the back. She will tell you, like, I have a certain routine, and I get, like, irritated if I come off that routine at all. She'll be like, babe, I know you don't. Can you please? I got a dentist appointment. I'm like, oh, my God. Just because I'm so tied to my success habits. And that was that probably comes from you teaching me that. So talk about why you've always been so big about routine and how that has contributed to you now being in the 1%. Yeah, well, one of the things I realized is that before the routine, I – I wasn't successful because of who I was. Like, and a lot of y'all for real, here's what you got to stop doing. You hold people to the fire when they don't do what they're supposed to do, but you give yourself a pass. Like, and you got to stop doing that. Like I see in this generation, people will let their kids get away with stuff that I know you wouldn't let nobody else's kid get away with. Mm. But sometimes when you're so close to something, you don't treat it in the, you don't, you don't treat it real. Like you give it a pass because it's your it's your baby. But if somebody else was to get on your couch and do that, you'd have a fit or somebody. So what I had to start doing was saying, you got to stop holding other people to the fire. You got to hold yourself to the fire. And I realized that without a schedule, I was the one that was messing up my life. And I realized I needed a schedule because I wasn't I wasn't the, the brand to get me where I wanted to go, if that makes sense. Like that version of Eric Thomas would never make me a one percenter. I realized that. So when I sat down with Warren Buffett, three things that blew my mind. I never really realized where his money came from. So the first thing I did was I was like, yo, his money comes from investments. Well, what happened was when he was 12 years old, his father gave him his first like grand and let him make an investment. So I realized he's not getting up early in the morning just to get up in the morning. What he says he does is he reads. He doesn't just read books. That's not what he does. He reads financial reports. So this dude was telling me he read a financial report of General Motors in like 1964. And I'm thinking like, why would you be reading? It's 2000, whatever it was, 14, 15, I don't remember what year it was. It wasn't the 60s. But to his point, he was reading the document, the financial, listen to me. 
He's a financial genius. What was he reading? Finances. For real, y'all be coming up to me like, yo, E, what you reading? Why? You trying to be a motivational speaker? You trying to be the next Martin Luther King? You trying to be the next Mother Teresa? Why are you trying to read what I'm reading? Like, what are you trying? Like, you trying to impress somebody? Why are you reading what I'm trying to read if you're not trying to be me? You, he was not reading Mother Teresa. He wasn't reading about leaders. He was reading a financial report from 1964 General Motors. Why? Because General Motors had one of their successful financial years in 1964. And so he was looking for the clues of what were they doing specifically in 1964 that can be duplicated in 2014. That's what he was looking for. So a lot of you getting up early because E.T. get up early, but you getting up early for no reason. You just up early. Right. I'm not I'm not trying to be funny. Right. So and I've had this conversation before. Right. So when you get up that early, guess who else gets up that early? Like people who work out. So I'm, I'm with Rochelle and I'll be going back and forth with Rochelle and Rochelle be hitting me up like, eat what you doing? I just had to say to Rochelle, like Rochelle, I ain't trying to be funny. I'm not on what you want. Like I'm working out to be healthy. You get paid. You're going to have a different intensity than I have. You're making money doing it. I don't make no money when I work out. Like, ain't no money being made. So I'm going to give it 30 minutes and I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not about to be sitting here working out for an hour and a half. She's like, I'm on the bike now. I've been on for an hour and a half. How long you been on? I'm like, 29, 29, 30 seconds, 30. Bop. I'm out, Rochelle. That's it for me. Why? I don't put a lot of emphasis in my in working out because I don't benefit financially from that. You understand what I'm saying? So I put a lot of emphasis in leadership. I put a lot of emphasis on the disc assessment. I am a personality guy. I change people's per professional and personal life. That's what I do. So be careful that your routine is pointing to where you're trying to get to and you're not wasting time. So I'm looking at Warren Buffett. He says he reads six hours a day. He reads, he reads financial documents six hours a day. That's the first thing he does, seven days a week, six hours. But watch this. You go, ooh, but watch this. When you read something for six hours times seven, that's 42 hours, right? That's 42 hours a week, right? I don't know how many hours that is a year, but guess why he makes the best financial decisions? Because all he's doing is financial stuff. That's he putting in 10,000, 20,000, 40,000, 50,000 hours. All right. I'm going to do this and I'm going to let y'all go. We're going to go to the next question. Watch this. Uh, somebody sent this to me and I just shared it with CJ. This is crazy. Do you know that you don't start making a million dollars? The age group that makes a million is 35 to 39. They make an average of one million two hundred fifty thousand. Yep, that's OK. Yep, this is the one percent club. I'm sorry. Thank you. The one percent club. If you're 18 to 23, it's only 20,000. If you're 24 to 29, it's 80,000. If you're 30 to 34, it's 400,000. If you're 35 to 39, it's 1,250,000. Watch this. Warren Buffett is in the, he probably 65, yeah, he's 65 plus. That's 11,750,000. Do, do you see this? At, with the age, the money goes up. So when Warren Buffett was younger, he wasn't making this kind of money. But when he started hitting 40, 50, that's when he started blowing up. As a one percenter. So what I'm trying to tell you is what happened. It took all those years of getting all that information, all those years of studying all that stuff, all those years of putting in that work. And then finally, all that stuff was comp that knowledge was compound interest. And then he started making certain decisions that people thought was like rare. It wasn't rare. It was that all that time finally caught up to his decision making. He became a he became finances.
So every move he made was all these years of studying and been boom. So what a lot of you doing wrong to CJ's point, if you're gifted in three areas, then that means you're going to have to get 30,000 hours just to be like basically a master. But what if you did one thing and got 30 hours of information in just that one area? You guys got 10,000 in three different areas. So while you got 10,000, I got 40, 50,000 in one area. What? Speaking. And guess what the disc is? The disc is still going further into personalities. It's still the same exact thing. So I'm putting more hours on top. So the routine is important because eventually it's going to make you a beast in one particular area. That's why you need a routine because you can't trust yourself not to get off track. That routine is going to keep you on track and make you a one percenter. I'm going to need you to be real. Some of the stuff's going to hurt today, but it's okay. One of the things I'm starting to realize is there's a small group of people that's really living the American dream. So they're selling you some good information. They're not showing you how to execute on those. All I'm saying is, as we move forward, we can't help certain things, but we're not going to sabotage ourselves. So I'm going to show you why they execute and why you don't. But more of us could be living whatever life we want. But what they didn't show you is how you were supposed to do that. What I want y'all to start doing for me is having dreams and then give me a couple nightmares to go with the dream. For real, I just want you to make up in your mind like this could happen. Not because I want you to be spooked out, but I don't want you to get hit and you like, I didn't prepare for that.